Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Sherrianna Boyle. Sherrianna is author of 10 books, including the one we're going to talk about today. It just came out this month. It's called Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate Peace and Freedom. Some of the concepts in this book definitely stretch past my familiarity. So I want to take a minute and read a snippet from the back of the book, just so you're a little bit more grounded in what we're talking about before we begin. It says, we all want to believe that if we visualize something long enough, it will eventually happen. But according to Sherrianna Boyle, this approach to manifesting is destined to fall flat if you're not taking your emotions into account. When it comes to manifesting our reality, how we feel is more important than what we want, she explains. If our emotions aren't moving, manifesting just won't happen, at least not in the way we want. Energy in Action explores how emotional mastery is the missing piece to manifesting what we've all been looking for. By applying her emotional detoxing and cleanse method, Sherrianna shows you how to create from an inner space of discernment insight, intuition, and level-headedness. So whether this resonates with you and it's kind of conceptually something you've learned about or reflected on, or it stretches past your comfort zone, there's probably something that drew you in. I know there's something that pulled you to this episode today. So I invite you to tune in with curiosity, with an open mind and heart, and just take what serves you and hopefully learn something new that you can apply right away to your own life. So just a little bit more about Sherrianna. Sherrianna is founder of Emotional Detox Coaching and creator of The Cleanse Method, which is a tool that we're going to talk about in our conversation that she uses with her clients to help them keep their emotions flowing. She's also an adjunct psychology professor and teacher of mindfulness and yoga. She spent more than two decades helping people learn how to process their emotions so they can feel calm and confident and step into their true power. Okay, let's get into it. All right, Sherrianna, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I definitely want to delve into your new book, but I thought it would make sense because you've written 10 books. You're very prolific, which is amazing in it in its own right, but it seems like emotional detox is at the core of a lot of what you talk about. So I thought it would make sense to do a little groundwork and have you explain the concept of emotional detox, just kind of the core pillars of it. Yeah. So emotional detox is the foundation for the latest book, Energy in Action. And I've written three books on emotional detox. They're based on the core principles that all your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. And again, I'll say that again, all your emotions matter, even the guilt, the shame, the fear, they all matter so long as you process them. And it's also based on the core principle that we're not looking to get rid of emotions, we're looking to get to them. 
So what are we clearing then? We are clearing reactions. We're not actually clearing emotions. So that's the way that I have defined what an emotional detox is. So it's based on that foundation. So then once you get the foundation, then it's like, then the next natural question is, well, then how do you process your emotions? And that is when cleanse comes in. Cleanse is an acronym for the seven steps of an emotional detox. It's the actual process, seven steps that you guide yourself through to help you really learn how to, I say, complete an emotion because sometimes we just skim the surface and we don't really allow something to be fully processed. It's like putting something in the oven and taking it out before it's done. And it's just not the same. So those seven steps give you a chance to process your emotions. So I've been doing this ever since the first emotional detox was written in 2018. But before that, because of course I was doing the work before I wrote the book and what I realized in that process of cleanse is that when you process your emotions, you get really intuitive. (laughs) It's kind of a byproduct of emotional processing because you're moving energy. Emotions are energy. So as we start to move energy, so bridge over to energy and action, which is what's happening there, then all of a sudden your intuition goes up and your abilities start to really strengthen and you're, and you start to get, for lack of a better word, you start to really trust yourself, right? You start to really trust in your decision-making you, there's a wisdom that comes through. And so energy and action is about emotions and intuition in flow. And so I define manifesting as energy and action because what I felt after doing all of this work in emotions is that a lot of times manifesting can be implied. Well, number one, that it assumes we know how to process our emotions, right? Emotions aren't really as much of a priority, it seems, in some of the teachings as thoughts. But what I've discovered through emotional detox and cleansing is your thoughts will change when you process your emotions. So I don't actually focus on my thoughts. I focus on the emotions. And then again, as the energy is in action, now you're really entering the land of conscious manifesting. That was really helpful to understand kind of the backdrop and the link between the current book. So Let's unpack that just a little bit because some people will be like, yes, this is me. And some people this could be a brand new concept for. So why are all emotions important? Well, because they're they're a form of energy in the body. And again, I'll I'll go between the different books, but an energy in action is based on the 13 spiritual laws of the universe. And so I actually provide cleanses, which again is according to the emotional detox process but now we're cleansing in accordance with the laws. So I will pull out of that, the law of perpetual transmuted energy tells that energy cannot be destroyed, right? It can't be created and it can't be destroyed, but it can be transformed. So you can take an emotion of, let's say guilt, and you can transform that through a process into love, peace, joy. It's the same energy. You haven't gotten new energy. So this idea that we get rid of anger just doesn't make any sense when you look to the laws because we can't destroy energy. So why are we talking about getting rid of emotions, right? So I hope that answers your question. We take the same energy and we transform it into 
I call higher energy, which is just a higher frequency. On a more physical level, emotions have a tremendous impact on inflammation in the body. Cellular turnover is a big one. And they they function almost like a neurotransmitter. So you know when your neurotransmitters are off, then you can have symptoms from that. It's the same thing with emotions. They have a biochemical nature to them on a physical level. They also run on a non-physical level. So that's when we start talking about energy and meridians in the body and so on and so forth. So they're perfect to work with because they hit the physical and the non-physical at the same time. And that's why I really dive into them as a form for manifesting. Do you think emotions carry memory? Yes. Tell us more about that. (laughs) Well, you know, a big part of how memory is formed is through strong emotions, right? And a lot of people will know that, right? So we know that memory is stored in the brain, in the hippocampus of the brain. We also store it in different parts of the body. There's cellular memory. There's also evidence of memory through genes. There's been a lot of research on that, that we inherit emotions from our bloodline and also reactions, the way that we handle emotions. I've seen a big correlation between that. So if somebody, let's say somebody handles emotions by keeping secrets, like you can see it in families, like, oh, don't tell dad. Oh, don't tell sister, right? And you see the kind of culture where everybody's kind of hiding things from each other because God forbid somebody gets a little upset, right? And so they manage their own emotions and other people's emotions by certain behaviors, certain thoughts, and these things no doubt get passed on. We we learn them, you know, and a big part of learning is observation, but some of that is we do inherit. We know we inherit mannerisms and tendencies and things like that. So yes, do they have memory? Absolutely. One of the things that you say in your book is, and this is a quote, it is your inner movement of energy that can transform fear and control into peace and freedom. So I'd like to just lean into a little bit more about what you were saying with the process and cleanse. And I I like how you say, because I think that there's this common, especially when we can like order a package with a click of the thumb, people just were like, I don't want this when they're feeling off. Are you kind of saying just for my own clarity that it's not like we're trying to get rid of any emotions, but we want to transmute this energy. So if there were things coming up for us that we wanted to transmute or any kind of heavier energy, where would be a good place to start? Well, I think the the place to start is just to start to understand how this all works, right? To get an understanding. I When I started to dive into the laws, really I was guided in a cleanse. So I was going through a cleanse. I go through it every single morning, taking myself through an emotional detox. And that's when I started to really hear, you're going to start to update this now, right? We're going to start, we're going to give this an update. And I turned to the spiritual laws of the universe. And after learning about them and working with them, I realized that they are a a guidance system for moving inner energy, just like you quoted. So they really tell us everything we need to know about how to move energy. And here's the other thing is they work together. So it's kind of like chakras, right? It's the best way I can describe it is the chakras are the 
energy centers in the body and above the crown of the head. So when one chakra is off, so maybe it's a little sluggish, energy's not moving so much there. Anyone who's done Reiki or heard about any kind of healing kind of tools knows that when you work with one chakra, it's going to affect another chakra. Sometimes it blocks another chakra. Sometimes it opens up another chakra. I've done a lot of healing work and it's always amazing. I'll look at one chakra and it'll be cleared, moving great. And I'll work with another one and then I'll go back to the other one. And they'll be like, oh, now this one's off. And it's like, you're, you're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. That's kind of like the laws, right? So you're working with one law and then all of a sudden another law kicks in another, you know, so they're all, they all synchronize very beautifully together. And what I realized is that the law of attraction kind of got way too much attention because we left out the idea that these other laws are equally important to that law. So like you said, the law of perpetual transmuted energy just says we're always in a constant state of change. We're always changing. Every moment is a change. You're never, never the same as you were before yesterday on a cellular level and on an energetic level as a spiritual being, you're never the same. But yet as human beings, we feel like we're stuck often or we're not getting anywhere. And mm -hmm. the laws are saying that's not true. We're never stagnant. Yes. In we're a, never stagnant. We turn to the law of perpetual transmuted energy. Oh, okay. I got that. Okay. I'm never stagnant. Okay. Once I really get that, then I might start working with another law or I might stick with that law for a while. And there's specific cleanses with that law that I put together to help people to kind of really see, you know, what emotions come up with that law of perpetual transmuted energy. What are we aiming for there? What do we need to really take in on the receiving end? What vibrations? Because we have these vibrations available to us at every moment. Uh, uh, vibrations of abundance already exist. And I know everyone's thinking, oh, I want to draw this. I want to draw abundance to me. Well, guess what? It's right there. How do you know that? When you start to transmute the energy, you start to enter the frequency and the vibration of abundance, and then you start to feel it in your body. You start to understand, ah, this is abundance. It's kind of like if you were to go on vacation and you were looking at pictures and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm excited. Da, da, da. And then you get there and you take it in and you're like, whoa. Now I'm really here. I'm not just looking at a picture. I'm not just talking about it. I'm in the experience. It's changing me inside and out. I am never going to be the same again when I get back from being in this place. You mentioned law of attraction. I, I agree with you. I feel like a lot of people have heard or maybe even tried to apply and explore that I like that you're talking about all the other laws of the universe, like some of them people might not be as familiar with. Can you give us an example maybe of one of the spiritual laws that you commonly seem to cleanse with or find that your clients need to engage with a little bit more and kind of how we might know if we're out of alignment with it? Sure. So what, it's a good question. And so what I did with this book is took a very... It's interesting because I'm trained in, in quantum healing. I became a master level quantum healer years ago, went through all the training. Then I actually put that training aside. And that's when I was doing emotional detox work. I, I was guided to, I was guided to say, you know what, you can take, take a break from the quantum healing field and you're just going to be all in. Cause I'm a big fan of 
you can't try to be everything, right? <laughs> and really get good at something, right? So I put that aside and now it's been brought back into energy and action. So when you say, okay, what do people cleanse with? Well, I'll ask you, we could just play with this for a second. If you were to take a deep breath right now, so go ahead and take it. Are you willing to play with me? Take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm in. Okay. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> okay. Just, it's just, you're just, you're just going to take a deep breath and tell me what color you see. That's all. So don't be nervous. <laughs> yellow. Look at you. You landed right on it. Right. <laughs> and do you still, do you still connect with yellow right now as we're talking? Do you feel, still feel a yellow ish presence? That's funny. I, the second you started talking, the word magenta actually came to me. Okay. Was, I don't know one, if that's, which one feels, which one feels like you're more drawn to it. The magenta. Yeah, I do too. And I can see that's the other thing you get very, when you start processing, you can even for the first time in my life, I can start to see auras. I was always been intuitive, but ever since I've been cleansing like this, I'm like, okay. So magenta is the law of inspired action in the book. So the fact that you're drawn to a magenta, I can feel magenta around you all around you right now, tells me that would be the law you would lean into for that practice of that day. And and sometimes I keep getting the same color. I keep getting the same law and there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to assume that, you know, you want to take it in. Now magenta is more cosmic. Magenta is a very strong, it comes off a very high dimension. So that tells me that you're ready to take in some of those frequencies there. We're talking more about really affecting things on a bigger level, you know, so beyond you. So I don't even know anything about, I know a little bit about you, but I don't know, of course, that much about you, but does that resonate with you? Are you connected to sort of making a big difference on the planet? Do you feel that's you're, you're connected to that purpose? Yes. On a, on a cosmic level, uh, like a, I'm talking big. Well, and maybe this is coming in because you could even stretch a little wider, right? It might be here because, you know, they want you to kind of even spread your wings a little bit more. Maybe you're, maybe you're holding back a little bit. And so that's sort of what I feel when then that, that one comes in. But you do, you know, you feel like magenta because you're curious and you're inquisitive and that kind of feels a little bit like your personality. Magenta is about that, you know, what inspires you. I mean, I'm a podcaster too. So like, how do I pick my guests? I pick them by whatever feels right. Right. I would imagine you too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I used to kind of be like, oh, who's who kind of thing, but now it's like, oh, I'm really drawn to this. Okay. This is it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's definitely an intuitive role in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you would work with the magenta ray. So what I did was I, I actually developed a little bookmark. You can see it and it's got all the colors on there. So people can put it in their book. It's on my website and it's uh, you can either order it or download it. If you want like the nice harder copy of it, it's like $1.97. We're not going to break your bank here over a bookmark, but it's a great tool. So you don't go to your head and sometimes you can just run your hand on it and say, okay, or you can use the book, just kind of see what the table of contents run it that way. Here's where I'm, I'm leaning today. So if you feel like you're super in your head, I just encourage people to just use those intuitive tools that I've created for them. That makes sense. And I know it's pretty individual, but I like that we're just reminding people that 
there's lots of other laws to explore out there and work with aside from law of attraction. One other part of your book that really resonated with me, it seemed that four words were woven throughout the book. And I think that whether you're somebody who is going to step into this and try the cleanse, or you're someone who's just trying to kind of be less reactive in your everyday life, the four words were allow, receive, notice, and observe. And I'm wondering if you can just talk to us a little bit about this based on kind of all your spiritual anchoring. When we want to bring more of something into our lives, whether it be health, balance, love, money, which of these words do we kind of like think about or leverage? Well, they all work together. So the way that I frame it, so noticing and observing means that you are, you're in alignment with the law of detachment for one, because we can't, Albert Einstein taught us this, we can't go in a problem and solve it. We have to sit back and look outside as the observer, right? Otherwise, it's like anything in life when we get over-involved in, let's say, other people's business or their problems or their heartbreaks, all of a sudden we're dragged in to their situation and now we're going down. Now we're upset. Now we can't sleep, right? So, you know, I'm a parent. I have to really watch that, you know, getting to where I was up last night at 4.30. I'm like thinking about my daughter's major. Maybe she should change her major. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like... What was I thinking about that at first? <laughs> you know, and it, it's funny because she's a major in journalism, and I, I, you know, and I'm in that world, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know, maybe she should, you know. So anyway, the point is, get outside of it, observe it, and notice it, because if I'm in it, I'm no longer watching my own energy. First of all, I'm in a lot of reactivity, right? I'm looking to prevent. I'm start to intervene, analyze, judge, all of that stuff, right? So I have to notice and observe myself and say, oh my gosh, I was involved, overly involved in that situation. So I was more in a reactive mode. So there's a difference. And this is what energy in action is going to bring, hopefully bring some clarity. There's a difference between action and reaction. And there's a slippery slope there. And we really have to be mindful. Are we taking action? Because we have, this has been conditioned beyond belief into our systems that somehow progress has to involve doing, doing, working, working more, more. What am I not doing? What can I do more of, right? What else can I do? And it's, we can see that people are just getting burnt out and their energy. What happens is it in frequency, it slows down. And it gets blocked up. And you see that when you do healing work, you know, when you see people ruminating or worrying or in fear, their energy literally blocks. And that's not manifesting. That's not energy in action. You have to flip it and make the inside more important than the outside. So then the allow and receive is a free will thing. I mean, you can give people a million tools. But if they're not open and, and willing to receive, it's like a relationship. You can give them the perfect man and the perfect woman. But if they're not willing and open to receive love and receive vulnerability, that's it's not going to work. There, you've got to be willing or even receive constructive feedback. So 
those four qualities, I'm a big fan of repetition and keeping it simple. Yes, you're noticing, you're observing, and you're allowing and you're receiving. We don't have a doing problem. We have a receiving. I don't want to call it a problem, but we're really, let's call it malnourished in that area. How can we tell if we, especially women, if we are malnourished in the receiving area? The levels of reactivity. So you have and in emotional detox, I talk about the different levels of reactivity. You know, there's there's that, let's say level level one of reactivity is I I'm fairly present, I'm using the tools, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm sort of in it in and out between reactivity, but I'm, I know I have tools. I do use them. And then you have the level two reactivity where they're not, they're aware, but they're not using the tools. And then you have level three reactivity where it's like not even aware of their tools, not using their tools, just totally off the radar. Right. So these different levels you have to kind of, and again, it requires consistency. And what I have discovered is it's more than just emotional detox, processing your emotions. We're now at a time where we want to receive the higher vibrations. And so that's where, when I said to you, you know, you were drawn to magenta, it's the magenta ray of light. It's not just a color. So a color has measurement. We know certain hertz, certain colors, sounds, they have a a vibrational frequency that we can measure. The laws of the spiritual universe first of all, are all about infinite possibilities. So you can't measure the energy. The rays of light, you cannot measure it. They're infinite and they're abundant. So you want to learn how to take them in. And it's about noticing. And I can feel them come in as I talk about them. It's like they just whoop around, right? And all of a sudden you can tell I'm slowing down my speech, right? And I'm almost like, yeah, I can feel myself getting more grounded. It's because I'm I do it so much that it's like, it just appears. It becomes like a muscle. So as you go through the practices, you'll start to receive. And all of these are overseen by spiritual masters, archangels, sages, ancient texts. And I mean, so several of them, we don't even know who they are because they didn't name themselves. They were anonymous. And many of these teachings were, originally came from orally. So then they were, you know, they were transcribed and put into teachings. And really the first book on the laws wasn't written until 1908, but they've been around for thousands of years. So when you're tapping into this world, you're tapping into a really, I mean, you talk about supreme science, that's what we're tapping into. So you really open yourself up to some frequencies that are quite incredible and supportive and loving, all loving presence that we really are all being guided here and we are being supported along the way. One clarifying point that I think people get stuck on because I agree and we've talked a lot about on this show about not always doing, doing, doing in terms of this hustle culture. But I think you said in the book that action can be the opposite of reaction. And so I want to clarify what you mean by action. Cause I don't think it's necessarily like going for a job. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
So energy and action. So let's just make that distinction. There's action where you might go for a jog or you might make a phone call or you might work on your website or something like that, right? But then there's energy in action. And that's where you have practices that move your energy on a daily basis. And think of it like running water. You think of it like a stream. When the stream is moving, the current, the energy is vibrant. So you want to think of, you know, like when we're breathing, we have that life force energy moving through us. So we want to tend to that inner energy. And then we have to learn how to notice and observe because a lot of times we do practices and we don't pay attention to what's happening after, you know, we're attached to outcome. Well, if it doesn't show up a certain way, it must not be working. So then we throw that out, try something new and it just hasn't materialized yet. doesn't mean it didn't work. So then we put in our doubt or fear and insecurity, and you can see how we end up in this cycle. So energy and action is about the emotions and the intuition and motion together. And now I'm really listening and trusting and following my inner guidance every single step of the way. And when your emotions and your intuition are in flow, you feel protected, you feel safe, you feel grounded you feel confident, you are less impulsive, so you're more attentive. And that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for energy and action so we can start to live and breathe and quite frankly, hold energy. So it's not, it goes beyond just weekly self-care, right? Or daily self-care. Now we want to just hold this vibration in our body. When you hold something in your body, and you keep that vibration. It's like a log on a fire, right? We want to keep that inner flame going. You will absolutely begin to draw in, you know, situations and circumstances. The other steps will unfold for you. This is complex. You know, this isn't, you know, yeah. a, an opening app, appetizer to, to this world. So sometimes I think it's good to think about where you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I'd like to ask you, what's one thing you really wish you would have understood about energy in action much sooner because it's had such a profound impact on your life? Yeah, I think that I wish I listened to my gut more. I think I treated other people like they had the answers for me that they were somehow going to help me get where I wanted to be kind of thing. And, and, and for many, they gave me some guidance, but I think that what I, I wish I had these practices long ago, because I think I probably would have realized when something was complete quicker in terms of how much money I've spent on all this stuff. <laughs> you know, if I can just look back and I think that those are the areas and again, trusting yourself, trusting your own gut. So what I mean by that is like, let's say everybody says, okay, do it this way. Oh, you got to do it this way. This is the way you do it. And you do it another way, not because you're being rebellious and you're judging them, but because it just feels like, you know, I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm aware of that. 
but it really feels like I need to be doing this. And that's the way I function now. And it's so much easier. It's so much less work. I don't feel like I get taken, you know, I used to feel like I got taken advantage of things like that. And that just doesn't happen anymore. I'm very aware, I guess, the level of awareness. So I don't jump like I used to. It's also kind of a sense of relief. I found the more I'm able to tune in in my own, you know, ways and practices and have that confidence that it's safe to trust my inner knowing just makes things a lot more simpler. I don't need to look around for that many answers because I already have my answer. I'm open, but I don't need that approval or input usually anymore. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. That's energy in action. All right. Right. Because now, now you're conserving energy. And when you, when you put your, your fate, your future, your faith, whatever, and in other people, like they're the outside world. So whenever the outside world determines how you are inside, it's likely you're in the space of reactivity. So you go into your inside space, but again, in order to be in that inside space, you need practices because stuff comes up just like me and my daughter, stuff happens. It's not like you're going to be a blank slate and nothing's going to affect you, but I'm aware. And then in the morning I will say, okay, I'm aware. I was having those feelings. I'll go through a cleanse. What law do I need to lean into today? What ray of light is looking to nourish and guide me? What do I need to receive today? That's how my day looks different now. And then I just sit in it like the sun. I say, okay, thank you. I'm just going to take this in until it feels full, just like a meal. And you just like, just like taking a shower. I'm going to take in as much as I need. I'm going to trust that I will be guided. And I always am. I'm really glad because this brought up something that actually just came to me before we got on that. I wanted to ask you about this because you're sitting intentionally sitting in that discomfort, which is not something we're really told or, you know, that has to, that not everybody has learned and you're doing that noticing and observing the word spiritual bypassing has come up a lot lately. And I just like to hear your perspective on when and how you think that we might be spiritually bypassing, especially when it comes to honoring our energy and emotions and everything that you're talking about? Well, I think, you know, you're spiritual bypassing if things aren't really shifting for you, right? So you may be talking the talk and doing all the things and have your spiritual altar and this, that, but nothing's really shifting, right? I mean, I'm sure at some point in my life, I was spiritually bypassing some things. I I know I was. And I want to remember, we're not clearing emotions, we're clearing reactions. It can be an avoidance, right? Spiritual bypassing, or it can be an, an ignorance, quite frankly, you know, or a denial. So you turn to these things as an escape, you know, because you, you don't want to feel that, you know, it can be a numbing thing, you know, where you numb yourself. And, and if, if you're not connecting when your relationships or to the world or to yourself, that's one of the signs. If you're like, oh, I do all my things, but then at the same time, your relationships aren't doing so hot, you got to take a look at that. And perhaps there's some 
emotions that need to be moved. I do want to point out though, with energy and action, I don't sit in discomfort anymore. I'm sitting under a ray of light. So that's actually incredibly nourishing and comforting. So that's the difference today. I tune into what law do I need to align with? I allow the rays of light to align me. I get a better understanding. I know that the laws are going to help me move that inner energy. So I have to remind myself, this isn't thing, you know, it's like kind of like in school, you take the same subject (laughs) for so many years, you know, and you keep repeating it, but in different ways. So same thing. I have to still go back to the laws. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because this has been so conditioned. So just remind you, you're a spiritual being, but yeah, I, I mean, spiritual bypassing. I mean, that's how I wrote emotional detox because my life fell apart. You know, my marriage was falling apart and I went on emotional detox. And then I realized from that, I was, I owned a yoga studio. Talk about spiritual bypassing. <laughs> I didn't even ask my husband, like what he thought about it. I just did it. I was like, I'm opening a yoga studio and I don't really care what you think I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> The guy didn't stand a chance, but what I really needed was to include him, but I was so afraid he was going to talk me out of it. I was so afraid he was going to judge me. So yeah, we can do that. I definitely did that, you know, invested more time into my studio than I did into my marriage. And now that's not the case. I have the most amazing marriage ever, but it's because of the emotional detox, the work there that happened. I know we're running up against time, but if somebody took one important gift from energy and action, what lesson would you, would you hope they bring with them? I would say, don't give up on your hopes and dreams. Definitely go after them. Definitely keep them close to your heart, make it a important part of your life and expand it even. So if you're, if your dream is to do this and have a successful relationship and have, I mean, we're not looking for perfection, but I would definitely keep dreaming and it is possible. And then I would say that your energy and action is just going to be a really important part of that. The other thing is it doesn't mean it's long. This isn't about a long process. It's about a deep process. So I think that Initially, it starts out as like a 10-minute practice, and you'd be amazed at what a 10-minute practice can do, the difference it can make in your life. And again, you just I've written it all out for people. They don't have to do anything. They just have to read and follow along and be open and get a better understanding of you know how this all is working. But absolutely, you can have everything that you want. You can have that happiness, that joy, that peace. Don't get too caught up in the stuff along the way. I know that social media, they wave the looking perfect and vacations and homes and look at me and da, da, da. Don't let that get you off track because it doesn't necessarily mean their energy is in action. We've seen celebrities that have everything and yet they're in terrible shape. So you can have all of that too. I'm not saying that can't happen if that's what you choose. But as my energy and moves and and action, honestly, I get less attached to wanting any of that. Of course, I want some of it, (laughs) like a vacation here and there. But I'm really happy with just going down the street and getting a sandwich. You know, I mean, it's just, it's okay to be like, that's my joy. Don't be uh, comparing yourself. The laws 
teach us that, that when we're in a state of comparing this and that better, worse, we're not in alignment with the spiritual laws and therefore we're not, um, we're not moving our inner energy. Those are really good reminders. I always end my episodes with the same question and that's what's one question women should be asking themselves more. Oh boy. That's a good one. Whitney. <laughs> be asking themselves more, huh? Just uh, what's coming up to be cleansed is my question. What's coming up? What reaction is coming up for me right now? I ask that every single day to my clients, to myself every day. So what's coming up for you today? You don't even have to wait to answer that, ask that question. Just ask it right away. What's coming up? It'll pop up. It'll reveal itself. And then you transmute it. Wonderful. Well, your book is fascinating. Your work is super interesting. And I know that people want to learn more. So where can we find you? SherryAnnaBoyle.com. That's where everything is. SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Energy and Actions and all the bookstores. And yeah, but you can find everything there, including the bookmark. All right. <laughs> all right. Bookmark. <laughs> I'll see if I can get a visual of uh, the bookmark out there somewhere on Instagram or something. So people have that. I like it. All right. Well, this was okay. such an interesting conversation and there's always so much more to learn on this topic. So thank you for, for sharing your knowledge today. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at, at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.